This is Canada Reads American Style, featuring two friends who love Canada Reads and Canadian literature. Welcome our host Rebecca from Michigan and Tara from Ontario. Hi everyone, it is Rebecca and Tara and I are really excited for this podcast because it's something we look forward to every year, right? Yes, ma'am. Do you want to say what it is? Oh, Canada Read season has begun. Woohoo! I feel like I should be like donning a pair of like boxing gloves and like <laughs> pumping my fists together. Like, yeah, it's time. Fight season. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Fight club. Yeah, yeah. So what we are going to do today, because this is something we've kind of historically done, which is to, now that the long list is out, 15 amazing titles, mm-hmm. we are going to predict which five will make the short list and be their contenders this year for 2023. So I'm, we're going to go back and forth, but I'm going to let you start and let us know what is your first title that you think will be on the list. Okay. I am so pumped for this long list, by the way. Fantastic list. Like I am so excited. I want to read every book that's on this list. Wow. I've never been this excited for a long list before. Ooh, it is, awesome. I know. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Okay, so what I tried to do, I think initially I was going with one of my favorite books, bam, bam, bam. That yeah. then I stopped myself and went, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try and think like, you know, outside the box of my mind yeah. and choose what I think might be chosen by others and be mm-hmm. a good representation. Hmm. Logic. Excellent. We'll yeah. see how it goes. Yeah. Okay. So, so after that, that amble, my first book is Greenwood by Michael Christie. A uh, quick little snippet. It's set in 2038 as the world struggles with environmental collapse known as the Great Withering. It's a generational story of the Greenwood family. So you start in 2038. It moves back. You get their whole story, several characters going quite a couple of hundred years, I think, back in the in the past. Um, and I just think it's a timely book with the environmental story. Mm-hmm. I think it's very timely for this, well, for the world at the moment. I, it's on my mind almost constantly. And uh, the generational family story, I think, uh, will bring people into the environmental message. Have you read it? I feel like you I read have. it. Yeah, yeah that's have. what I thought, yeah. Yeah, and I loved it. And I think when I, because it was nominated for the Giller a few years ago. So that's mm-hmm. how I was, I came across it. And I think I was expecting kind of a dry book mm-hmm. and was completely surprised by it. Like it was, I'm like, I love this book. I'm full on into this book. So yeah, yeah I was excited to see it on this list. Now, my first choice, because I also try to come up with like a strategy of how I oh, pick yeah. my books. You're more strategic than I am. Yeah. So here's, I decided my number one choice is Ducks by Kate Beaton. Mm-hmm. And the reason I think it will be on there is A, it's gotten rave reviews, yeah. amazing reviews. But also I thought, how interesting, it's the only graphic novel on here. So I have a feeling there's somebody on uh, the yeah. defenders that really wanted a graphic novel and yeah. they really wanted to defend it. So that is why I think, cause it's the only one on the list and I, and it 
has rave reviews. So that is why yeah. I'm picking it. Plus, I didn't really know what it was about. I kind of knew it was about the oil sands in, mm-hmm. is it Alberta? I think yes. Alberta. Yeah, Alberta. And I didn't realize that it's her story yeah. and that I think, especially like with the Me Too movement, I think this is something, it, I, I just think it's going to be a compelling read and it's on my list. It's been on my yeah. list to read as soon as I heard about it. And I just want to mention that she is married to Morgan yes. Murray, who wrote Dirty Birds. Yes. And if you are interested, we interviewed him on episode 59, which was February 1st, 2021. And I loved his book. And he is, the, the two of them together are hilarious. They're so adorable together. Because yeah. she writes, it's like she draws pictures of him sometimes on there. I follow them on Facebook and they're just very funny. But anyway, I just have a feeling that's going to be on there. So I say yeah. Ducks is my number one choice. That's my number two choice, ducks. Yeah. And for (laughs) roughly the same reasons, I'm like, I feel like there's a a resurgence in graphic novel, Mm -hmm. like in people being interested in them. And this one where it's a graphic memoir makes it a little different. So you're still getting, because Canada Reads seems to really enjoy nonfiction Mm -hmm. being thrown into the mix. So it's, it's nonfiction memoir, but through a different medium. And the story as well. I think, uh, again, you've got the environmental part of mm-hmm. it through the with the tar sands, right? The oil sands. And that story of being on the East Coast and having to move away from the East Coast in order to work. It's, it's a big part of part of Canada's uh, story for a lot of people. So that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. So I would love to see this one there as well. Okay. Well, my number two on my list is uh, Greenwood by Michael Christie. So you and I flip-flopped our choices there. Hilarious. And I think it's, and I kind of thought you had read it and I remembered that you really liked it. So that's another reason I thought, you know, it's been out for a couple of years. Yeah. But I've noticed it's getting a lot of play recently. I feel like I'm seeing it a lot more on Instagram. So that's when I thought. All over Instagram. Yeah. So that's why I kind of picked it because I feel like it's a really hot, title right now yeah and so and for all the reasons you stated yes that's why that is my number two choice yeah I I was going to say I should say that was also why I chose it too is because I've seen it all over Instagram in the last I feel like the last month or so Mm -hmm. and I'm like where did this like what's going on that this book is back yeah it's interesting because I actually thought it was just being published because it was getting so much play but then I found oh like no it's been out for a couple years and everything so yeah so now I wonder, I'm like, whoever the panelist is, if, oh, here I am, I've already chosen a panelist that's chosen this book. This book may not even be on the short list, but mm-hmm. I'm like, has the panelist like strategically just thrown its book out there? <laughs> I'm getting into like. Yeah, but what do you mean? Say that again. What do you mean? Like whoever the panelist is who's chosen this book, which may not even be true at all. Yeah. Have they strategically thrown this book into the book sphere before Canada oh. Reads even begins? Oh, so no. you think there's like a conspiracy kind a of conspiracy. thing in the background? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> see, you read. See, you read a lot of mysteries. That's a good I thing. 
too much because that's why I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, mm, interesting timing, Canada reads. Yeah, it is. It, I agree with you, though. I think yeah. that that's a possibility for sure. Yeah. Okay. There's my Looney Tunes side. It's just come out. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Now, your next choice. You're going to be annoyed at me because I'm kind of cheating for my third choice. Okay. It's a one. It's a it's an or. I could not decide. I have an or as well. Oh, that's okay, hilarious. Good, good. I'm doing okay. my or last, but go ahead. Yeah. Okay. okay. I was going to do mine last, but I'm throwing it into third place. Okay. So it's fantasy because there's two fantasy books there. Mm -hmm. And I think that there could be a panelist that would want a fantasy book. Oh, good point. Right. So the first yeah. one is Blood Scion by okay. Deborah Belay. And it's a fantasy novel about magic, injustice, power, and revenge, inspired by Yoruba Nigerian mythology, which I think sounds fascinating. Um, and from the uh, description that I read of it, it has a strong female character who unleashes her power, which I mm -hmm. think will speak to several generations of women at this point in time mm -hmm. who, you know, yeah. will want to read that story. My or is the alternative, and I cannot tell you how happy I was to see this author on Ooh. the long list. Oh, my God. I am so happy. Um, it's All the Seas of the World by Guy Gavriel Kay, who is one of my favorites. Ooh, and, oh, and oh, yeah, no, I, I love this man's writing for about 15 years, easily, maybe 20 but he's a fantasy writer, historical fantasy. Mm -hmm. And I don't think uh, there's a large readership in the mainstream for historical fantasy. I I'm, I don't know. It's uh, So you don't see his books talked about a lot, which is yeah. a shame because he is a beautiful writer. And by historical fantasy, I kind of mean he takes like a period in history. Mm-hmm. And he spins it so that it becomes a fantasy somehow. Like he puts in fantastical um, elements. Mm -hmm. And they are amazing books. Yeah. Oh, actually, in the description of his writing, I recently saw that someone referred to it as, uh, quote, quarter turn to the fantastic historical fiction, which is exactly what he does. Oh. And so this one is a fantasy set in a near Renaissance world, and it is about vengeance, power, and love. And the main plot seems to be that an, uh, two assassin, assassins are sent to alter the balance of power in the world. That's the little snippet I've, I've read of it. Mm -hmm. And it was enough for me to think I, that I also think it's very timely because in the last oh, six years, how many of us have thought about, I wish someone would just assassinate so-and-so? Oh, I, I, I hate sorry, putting sorry. that in the world because I feel like I shouldn't have laughed. such a horrible person. <laughs> but we've all, like, you do. We, I can't, in the last, I was going to say, even in the last eight months, there's easily another person I could pick that you're just like, <laughs> I just really, yeah. can we not end this? Yeah. So I think that that speaks to a lot of us as well. So yeah, that's my, I would love to see either, either of those books on it. I would love to see the K book on it just because I love him so much. Yeah. But I think the Blood Scion might have a bit better of a chance. 
Okay, I'm going to commit here and now that okay. I will read all the seas of the world no matter what because I'm not a fantasy, like I'm not a fantasy reader. Mm-hmm. And because you really like him and you think he's sort of underrepresented like on Bookstagram, yeah. I am going to add that one to my list and I will read it this year in 23. Awesome. So yes. Awesome. We will discuss it. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Yes. Okay, because that will maybe be a great intro for me too, because one of the things I need to do is to expand my horizons and stop being so stuck in my genre that I love and mm-hmm. branch out to the ones I, I always say like, man, I don't really read those. So yeah, I'm going to, yeah. I commit to doing that. I think you alum, because even though they're fantasy, they're very character driven as well. Like you, you know, his characters by the end of the book, you're yeah highly invested in them. Okay. Now you've not read that one yet though, right? No, but I am staring okay. at it right now. I got it for Christmas. Oh no! Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> no. Oh, see the timing of that. It's got to be uh, perfect. There you go. It's got to yeah. be meant to be, kind of thing. Yeah. So my third choice is Dandelion by Jamie Chow mm. Yun Lu. What I liked about this was it's it's kind of set. It says it's set in the spring of 1987, growing up in a small British Columbia mining town where there are only a handful of Asian families. And you know, it's interesting, but I, and maybe because I'm still only, I think this is my fourth or fifth or sixth year of Canada Reads, but I feel like sometimes like Asian voices are not as well represented. And maybe that's just because I've only been at this for a few years and maybe it's been a long tradition and maybe they have been and for some reason they don't stand out. I don't know. Yeah. But that's kind of why I picked it. And I'm not going to go into the whole thing, but it's about a, a, it says when Lily was 11 years old, her mother walked away from the family. And I kind of like that kind of a concept as Mm -hmm. well. But I think there's more to that story. There's kind of like a little thing, I guess, on that storyline about her mother and where she is. And so I just thought that kind of sounded interesting. And I, I just wanted that Asian representation, but am I wrong in thinking that there hasn't? I don't think you're wrong, actually. Okay. Because as you say it, I'm like, yeah, like I, um. Yeah, no, I think I think you're correct, actually. Yeah, and yeah. I do know that a few years ago we had uh, the Woo Woo, uh, which was a memoir, which I wasn't a huge fan of, but I was just trying to remember, like, just trying to go back and think about yeah. Asian voices, and I kind um, of feel like we haven't really. The only one I can think of too is uh, was it Mark? <gasps> oh, oh yeah, memoir, right? There's oh yeah, I love uh, Forgiven. It was forgiven. Yes, I loved that book. Me too. And I think yeah. that's the only one that comes to my mind, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. So that anyway, that's why I've chosen Dandelion. Yeah. yeah. Nope. And uh, that sound, book sounds good. I think, wasn't it long listed for the Giller last year as well? Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, you're better was. on the Giller Prize. So I, which I haven't I read it yet, but it's on my to yeah. be read. And I sounds really good too, actually. Okay. Yeah, cool. good choice. Your next one. So my fourth pick is Finding Edward by Sheila Murray. So a little snippet, a novel about Canada's black history and the story of a mixed race man given up for adoption in the 1920s. Uh, I've seen this book pop up a little bit on Instagram in the last few months to rave reviews whenever I've seen it, like the person, the reader has loved it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I read the description. I'm like, that sounds really good. And from timing for me, I just finished reading uh, The Sleeping Car Porter and loved it. 
as well. And it's also a snippet of Black history in Canada and North America that's not often told. And I was just like, I think that book also speaks to the moment. Like we're getting more stories of Black history in Canada mm-hmm. that we haven't haven't gotten. It's really weird, actually, <laughs> that, yeah. that uh, we kind of seem to think that there's not a lot of Black history in Canada. And I think it's just because those stories haven't been told. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think so. And, uh, that was my number four choice as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We are, we're like, uh, I mean, I don't know if it's because you and I have similar reading tastes to some degree, but yeah, we are. The shortlist will be completely different. We'll be like, I know you are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We'll be like, what? Anyway, but like you say, it's a pretty amazing list. So really. It Obviously, is. as always, yeah. you can't go wrong, but no. yeah, no. that's why we're, we, we have a rationale for why we're picking our titles. Yeah. So, yeah. So why did you choose this one? Why did you go with Finding Edward? The exact same reason. First yeah. of all, I want to read it. It sounds really fascinating. Me too. Yeah. And I sort of felt that same way because again, when, when I look at the list and obviously it doesn't play out this way, although I think last year, I, I think I've had pretty good success. I usually pick like at, at least three, I think I've been. I think I kind of have been able to pick like three of the titles or whatever. But, and of course, if we knew the theme, that would help. And if we knew who the defenders were, that would Mm -hmm. help. But I I get that they don't want to let us know that until, until we've done this kind of a podcast. But anyway, but yeah, that's kind of how I felt was, I feel like, again, I'm looking for voices that feel, feel a little underrepresented on Canada Reads. And so that's why I picked um, Finding Edward. So, yeah. but I'm definitely going to read this one. Okay. Now your number five choice. Okay. I, I feel like we will not overlap on this one. Oh, okay. Again, you could surprise me and I could be wrong, yeah. but I went with a romance. So I went with Hannah Khan Carries mm-hmm. On by Uzma Jalaluddin. Yeah. Which is a modern Muslim retelling of Pride and Prejudice. So I had read this one Last year, I think it was just last year or the year before. It's very recently. I loved it. I love her writing. I am not, um, I'll put it out there. I'm not a huge romance reader. I only started reading them a few years ago. And actually her first book was probably the uh, first romance that I started off with. Mm -hmm. And I love her writing. I love that we're It's a romance about a community that we don't often hear about. Mm -hmm. And they're just, they're lovely books. She tackles difficult issues in that, in that community or for that community and for the world as a whole, but she does it in a romance and they're just really nice. They're really pleasant books to read and they're well-written great characters and it's just, just representation of stories in which it's not trauma yeah all the time yeah well yeah because you that was the first podcast you did with us which mm-hmm. was we were, we read Aisha at last that's it that was her first one yes. yeah and I really enjoyed that and I'm not a romance reader as p- most people probably have figured out by now but uh, I mean, I did like back in the day I was, but then as I've gotten older, I, ha- I kind of steered away from them just to take on other things. But that's an interesting choice. Yeah. Because let me ask you, 
yes. knowing the competition, yep. do you think it could be defended in a way to make it the book that all Canada should read? I do. Really? Because That's it's like, a yeah. yeah, because it's about a community that, so even though it's a romance, mm-hmm. it truly is at the center of it. It's about the main characters. Uh, I don't have the book in front of me and I can't remember the, her name. It's about a community in Toronto. Like it mm-hmm. is that community is going through a crisis and it is about that community. So her Muslim community, her neighborhood, like her geographical neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So it's more than a romance. Yeah. The romance is almost like a side story to it. For me, it was more about the community and what's going on in that neighborhood, like a gentrification of the neighborhood. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it could be argued that you want all of Canada should read it. And interestingly, I'm just looking at the the uh, post on uh, Goodreads, and it says, now in development for film with Mindy mm-hmm. Kaling and Amazon Studios. So yes. it's going to be a movie. So, yeah. wow, that's interesting. Yeah. And Canadian lit, and I love Canadian lit, historically is very dark. Mm-hmm. we got yeah. a lot of dark shit happens in Canadian lit. Yeah. Maybe it's time for it to not be quite as dark at the end of the mm. book. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's kind of like a, well, a couple of years ago when we were coming out of the pandemic, like the worst of the pandemic mm-hmm. in that moment of shutdowns and stuff. And we had fantasy on the, I can't, like Hench and all those yep. books that were yep. on. And because I think everybody, yep. yeah, everybody just needed a freaking break, right? From yep. the, the doom and gloom of it all. And so you might have a good point here because it's not like things are, <laughs> it's not like we don't have challenges and sometimes... That's why we read, you know, we read to escape. Yeah. And it's nice to see there be a challenge and the characters succeed. Like like the community gets through the challenge and it ends happily. Like, you know, there's a happy ending. Yeah. Life will continue and it's not always going to be easy. You don't end with it being all like strawberries and cream kind of thing. But, yeah, you know, there's hope. Yeah. We do. Yeah, we all need it. We all need it. Yeah. So my or, the reason I picked these as or is because why are they on the list? Because they're older and I feel like, why would you put older titles like that on this yeah, list? So I feel I like one of the two of them is either going to be in my mind, Moon of the Crusted Snow or Station yeah. Eleven. Yeah. I just feel like somebody wants to read. It's kind of like last year where we ended up with books that had been out for a while. And yeah. clearly these people, these defenders wanted to read, to share those books for whatever reason, they're very important to them. And so it's, those are the two moon of the crusted snow, which I've read and station 11, which I've read. Yeah. Yeah. So I just think it. so I'm not going to go on about them because everybody pretty much at this point knows about them, but yeah. So I don't know. I'm not, and I kept waffling. I said, well, maybe it's going to be this one, but this one, and that's yeah. why it had to be an or because I just feel like it's one of those two will be on that list. Yeah, so, yeah. I agree. That's why yeah. I kind of I went. I'm just ignoring them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. I wanted to yeah. ignore them, but I kept. Yeah. It was hilarious because I kept going back to it, and finally yeah. I said, "You know what? Just pick one." And then I thought, "Well, it's one or the other." But yeah. for that reason, because they've been. And the reason I think in my mind, though, I feel like it's more likely going to be Moon of the Crested Snow because Wob Rice was recently on the Giller committee yeah. 
And also his, he's got a new book coming out. And I feel like, again, his, that book was so telling in that moment, like right when the pandemic hit, that thing came out and blah, blah, blah. And it's the sequel. Exactly. So I feel like he's just getting a lot of attention right now focused on him. So it's more his book versus hers, but I kind of kept waffling between the two. So, yeah. That's true. And they're both kind of, they're both apocalyptic or pandemic coming out of a pandemic book like what's at the other end yeah exactly yeah Yeah. if one of them isn't on I'll be shocked now I have two questions for you that you totally did not know I was going to ask you but I'm going to ask you anyway I don't know if you have the whole list in front of you but I was curious how many of the books on the list of that 15 that you've read already oh five okay which ones have you read okay let me just go yeah, because I want to know. A little, because I did write them down here. Oh, okay. okay. So I have read, well, Greenwood by Michael Christie. Yep. Uh, Hannah Khan Carries On by Uzma Jalaluddin. Yep. Uh, I read Mexican Gothic by Sylvia oh, Moreno-Garcia. That's interesting. And loved it. Yeah. Yep. I haven't read that, yeah. Uh, Moon of the Crusted Snow by Wob Rice and Station Eleven by Emily St. John Mandel. Yeah, I've read those two, and those are the only two I've read on this list. So Moon of the Crested Snow and Station Eleven. So, all right, cool. I wanted to know that, which ones you read. Yep. And I want to talk to you offline about Mexican Gothic, though, because, or we can talk about it now really quickly, but I, I, it's funny, I've seen that book so many places, and then part of me goes like, oh, it sounds really good, I want to read it. And then sometimes I go like, eh, and then I pass it. So do you, do you highly recommend it? How do you feel about that one? That's weird. I think I highly recommend it for a certain type of reader. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's for everyone. So she's it's she is an amazing writer. Mm-hmm. I love that she, again, sets it in a historical period. I can't remember exactly what year. Yeah. I want to say like the 20s, mm-hmm. Mexico. So I love that. But the gothic part, you do get like, I'm going to, I've heard it referred to as a little bit of body horror okay near the end like it does get not super gruesome like they're not gonna be limbs flying and all this stuff but you know yeah a little like wonkiness does happen okay yeah that's why i think that must have been why i didn't read it then so that might have been why all right now my second question because this is a question i would be unable to answer for the most part but i'm curious Okay. Eat, and I just thrown it at you, and I apologize for okay. not giving you. I heads probably up can't about answer it either. Go for it. I just okay. don't know Canadian celebrities as well. But oh. are there any defenders that you would like to see this year, or any that you feel you have a sense that they're like really popular now, or that they might be on? I was just curious if you have any ideas about defenders. I have no idea. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I haven't even thought about it because. I find each year the defenders I'm always kind of surprised by. Okay. Like I, you know, uh, let me think. Well, can I just, while you're yeah. thinking, I'm going to tell you the, the one that yeah. I would like to see, and I have no idea if he reads at all. I don't know. I, and I'm sorry, I just have to say that I do like Justin Bieber. I like him <laughs> since he got married. And I just think he seems like yeah. a fun quirky guy and so i don't know if he reads but i would just like to see justin bieber on it so that's all yeah yeah that would be fun to see on that would be fun um that would be it would be fun to watch actually <laughs> i know because i do i know that i think i don't know if it's still true but i know that like a lot of people hate him too but i feel like yeah. he's maturing and he's 
you know, he's at a point in his life where, you know, he's kind of calmed down and stuff. And I just feel he reminds me of my younger brother when he was that age. And that's why I've always just had this thing for him. Yeah. I feel like as he's gotten older, the hatred is not there as much anymore. Yeah. Like it was there when he was a little young guy, which is really quite sad, actually. Yeah, which is cruel, really. (laughs) It it really is. But I feel like now that Canada's embraced him a little more, because like you said, he has matured. And even he, like we had beaver bits, like the Timbits. Oh, that's right. right. And those were a huge success. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so I think he'd be fine. Um, Yeah. Now I am trying to go through my head of like CBC shows that have been kind of, Oh yeah. Uh, there's one that I watched that I really enjoy called moonshine, which is in its second season or something. Oh, you know who I would love to see actually mm-hmm. Alan Hocko, who's a Newfoundland, um, actor. Okay. He does come up in moonshine, but he was in Republic of Doyle. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I've heard gosh, of him. Yeah, he's done so much things, uh, so much, and I just can't remember. All I can remember him for is uh, Republic of Doyle at the moment, but I would love to see him on there, actually. I just yeah. thought of somebody I think that could be on the show this year. Yeah, let's hear. Andrew Pham, because his show yes. is, you know, because- Run um, the Burbs, right? Yeah, Run the Burbs. Yep. And and I'm trying yep. to think from Kim's Convenience, who, uh, son, uh, Paul Sun Young Lee- yeah, I think because he was on, maybe he told Andrew, like, this is really cool. You'll really like it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So Andrew's really hot right now. So maybe Andrew might be yes. one of our, yeah. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good mm. one, actually. And then that would be fun because he's a, um, Ali is on his show as well, yeah. right? So there'd be some oh, yeah, fun that... banter, I think, back and forth yes. between them. So that would be fun, too. That's a good one. Trying to think if there's anybody else. My God, this is so bad. The only Canadian celebrity that comes in my head right now is Alan Thicke, and he's dead. And I can't oh. get him out of my head. <laughs> like, <laughs> Sorry. He's blocking everything else. I'm like, I don't know why. And I'm trying to think of like singers, if there's any, if there are any singers or mm. or fashion people, because we had Christian Allaire and we had yes. Jenny Becker. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's kind of interesting because, and I will say that for the most part, I don't know who the people are. I don't recognize them. I've recognized mm-hmm. one or two here or there. Yeah. But uh, so I'm really excited because to me, that's part of the fun of it is I get it to is. look up these people. And then, as many of you know, I reach out to them to see if we can chat with them. And we've been really lucky in the past to have a few here and there. And they've just been, we've just really enjoyed yeah. their willingness to chat with us. And yeah, so it's been really fun. So. Yeah. Oh, you know who else would be kind of fun? Who? This is, uh, now that you reminded me of Mark Tewksbury, I'd have like one of our Canadian uh, female hockey players, like Haley Wickenhauser or oh. Cassie Campbell. That I think that would be kind of uh, a fun one too. Yeah, I like that because there is something about what those athletes bring to the table for crying yeah. out loud. They are competitive. Yep. And I know that they they take... Like they've told us in the past, sometimes the timing of it doesn't work and they might have been waiting for years to be on the show or whatever. So we, there's no way that we can know. No, no. It's kind of like dancing with the stars. You have absolutely no idea who they're going to pick. Okay. You know what? What? I'm going to make a prediction right now, totally off the wall and I'm going to be completely wrong. Okay. Uh, It's like my conspiracy theory for Greenwood. Um, I think that you could see Kia Nurse, 
who is a young basketball player. Okay. Uh, she plays in the WNBA, but she is Canadian. She's from Hamilton. And I see her defending Finding Edward by Sheila Murray. And Sheila Murray is a Hamilton writer. There we go. I'm calling it. I'm putting that in our show notes. And I'm picking Andrew Pham. So so I think okay. every year we okay. should at least pick one defender. So Andrew Pham is okay. mine. And I think I'd like to see him. What would, what, geez, what would I want oh. him to defend? Um, maybe, you know what? I think he could defend, of my titles, yeah. I think he could defend Ducks. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, one of the things I love about his show, Run the Burbs, is that they are so inclusive. They just try to encompass everything that's great about Canada and how people just want to be inclusive. So that I'm going to say Ducks because it is different. It's a graphic novel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's kind of cool. And he's very pro-female. Like, I feel yeah. like the women on his show, like, I love his wife's character. Oh, my gosh. I think that oh, woman yeah. is amazing. I love yeah. her. So that is, okay, so I'm, recomm- I'm that my prediction is Andrew for Ducks. And then what's this woman's name? Her name uh, is Kia. Kia. Nurse. I think it's, yeah. Okay, I'll look that up to make sure I have the spelling right. And you're going to say she will read Finding Edward. Okay. Yeah. I like that. So we're adding a little bit of extra to our prediction season. A little bit of extra to be wrong about. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Probably so. Anyway, thank you all for joining us. I know that, boy, I'll tell you, as soon as the where they announce the dates for Canada Reads, we all get really, really hyper and excited. And then, of course, the long list comes out. And then on the 25th of January, we will know who the defenders are and the books to be defended. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Happy reading. Thank you for joining us on our bookish journey. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing Canada Reads American Style wherever you listen. You can connect with the podcast and Rebecca on Instagram at Canada Reads American Style and with Tara at On a Branch Reads. Until next time, keep reading. <laughs>